0: Welcome to the LockBoss Show. I am your host, PJ Slauson. Now this show is dedicated to all the LockBosses that want to learn and want to grow. But guess what? We also want you to win. And in order for you to do that, you need to join us every live YouTube giveaway. All you need to do is go over to YouTube, type in CLK Supplies, or use the hashtag LockBoss, or even better, in the show notes, just click on the link, it'll take you right there. Watch any of our current videos and you'll see exactly how you can join the fun for free and together we will learn, grow, and win. Locksmith business for sale. Is it a good deal? Would the lock father buy? I don't know. Let's find out. You never know. Dad, how are you doing today? Fine, how about yourself? Good, good. Well, you know, I'm really excited to uh, have a little fun with this, right? And so just to make sure we're all on the same page, let's kind of lay kind of the ground rules, okay? Okay. And um, so I have found some locksmithing businesses for sale online, okay? Now we're going to be going over one of them in this video. Now you're not expecting me to buy it, do you? I don't know. (laughs) The big thing is that I wanna go over, okay? So um, I'm gonna keep the listing anonymous, okay? No, absolutely. Although the, the details are going to be real. Okay. Okay, and I want you to pretend that this business is for sale within driving distance of here. And it might be something that you would be looking at to purchase. Okay. Go through it. Let's talk about it. My brain in another word. Yeah. And I think really just have a good conversation about the locks of business that are for sale, the good, the bad. And if someone were to be wanting to buy a locksmithing business, kind of give them a little insight. If maybe looking at selling their business one day would give them a little bit of insight. And so, of course, I'll kind of bring a lot of the technical speak. Okay. And I'll let you um, ramble on. (laughs) Well, do what you do best, which is um, we try to find where the money's at. That's it. Right? (laughs) So, okay. So let's hop right into it. All right. Now, I do want to say that if um, you happen to be watching this and you realize we're talking about your listing, okay? we're not trying to beat it up rip it apart we're not trying to do any of that is what we're just trying to do is take real information and have some fun with it so and it's it, my opinion nobody else is. yeah right. yeah it'll be our opinion so right. uh yeah so i don't want to throw that out there you know uh depending on if it, there's one that we don't really like or this or that okay? okay so that's why i'm keeping it anonymous yeah that's that's why okay so here we go are you ready yep are you sure no okay <laughs> go for it all right. So um, this locksmithing business for sale, mobile locksmith service business for sale, mainly commercial repeat customer base, fully equipped and ready to operate. Excellent online reviews, opportunity for growth in both um, residential and automotive. Right. So primarily a commercial based locksmithing business. Right. Okay. Okay. Mainly repeat customers. They do business 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Weekends as needed. Right. The one staff member. So it's just a- a One guy operation. One guy operation. They've been around for about eight years. The furniture fixtures value, which includes like vehicles, that sort of thing, right? Computers. Right. Is $40,000, which is included in the asking price. Okay. Okay. And then they have an inventory stock level of about thirty thousand dollars. So you combine those two, four or five, seventy thousand dollars worth of uh, what they're saying, worth of furniture fixtures and inventory. Okay. Their sales total sales about one hundred and seventy thousand. Okay. And their cash flow is eighty five thousand. Now let's talk about what cash flow for a minute and what that means. You so will listen. Now I'm going to give you the very basic definition that really relates to this type of business, which is going to be their net profit along with any owner's compensation, okay? So let's say if they paid themselves 50,000 a year and they made 50,000 a year in profit as well, then their cash flow would be 100,000, right. okay? So of course, it can't get way more complicated mm-hmm. than that, but for the sake of simplicity, that's the way we're gonna look right. at it, okay? Um, and their uh, so their cash flow is about 85,000. Okay So 172 top cash flow is 85,000. So I'm curious what you think the member, the inventory right. and the vehicle, the you know service van, that kind of stuff, all of that is included in the sale price. And so I'm first curious what you think the sale what they're asking. Well, the way I would look at it is see what type of van it is. What year? How many miles? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, we'll get there. But as far, as far as asking price, what are you guessing? So they're doing $172,000 in revenue, $85,000 of cash flow. How much are they at But with $70,000 worth of equipment. Okay, so he does a hundred and seventy-two. Yep. And he
1: basically cash flows 80, $85,000. Yep. Okay, but the thing is is when somebody buys it doesn't mean it's gonna stay there.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean I, I I'm with you, but what, what what what's your guess on the asking price?
1: Well I can just look at the ones I've bought and go you know, from my experience uh-huh. and you know, the people do deserve some blue
0: sky, but it's hard <laughs> to answer. Just, just throw a number out there. I don't think anyone watching or listening no. will hold it against you. Equipment. We're probably asking about one twenty-five, one fifty. Okay, okay. They're, so they're asking ninety thousand. Okay, for the business. Okay, okay. So, what's your first like first thoughts? You've heard heard all this. Well, like you're... I told you, I have to
1: look at the van. How many miles are on that van? Because that vehicles are expensive. They do hold the value now because everything's so expensive. But you have to look at how much inventory has what's no good anymore because we
0: all have it. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute here. So uh, inventory, not including fixtures, Mm -hmm. is uh, they're saying $30,000. Okay. And you're, you're saying that's worthless. No. It's not worthless, but there
1: is... Inventory, what's not, Then I have a million dollars worth of inventory, but a lot of it's old, what you won't use. Yeah. You see what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I, I, I do. I like the old stuff because I'm a hoarder. Okay. When it comes to the old stuff, because you can't get it, but you have to be realistic. Usually because you have it that much in, I'd probably give them half of what it's worth. The inventory? The inventory. Okay.
0: In machines, how old are the machines? Okay, so yeah, it's $40,000. Right. Um. worth of furniture and fixtures, right? right? Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm seeing, probably one of the biggest things is that it's not very detailed as far as like, okay, so as far as the furniture and fixtures, like having a nice quick list of a, you know, 2015 Chevy uh, cargo van, right. right? Or whatever it might be right. or like with how many machine. miles. Yeah, does he
1: have punches? Does he have this? Does yes, have that?
0: but I mean, so 40,000, Um. it could be, Interesting. It could be a $20,000 van with $20,000 of equipment on it. It could be a $35,000 van with $5,000 worth of equipment on it. Right. So it's kind of hard to tell. Right. There's pretty much two things I want to get into about this a little bit. And I want to, uh, so now remember, this would be within a drive's distance. Let's say two hours from here. Right. Okay. From your service area. So they're working normal business hours, eight to five, Monday through Friday weekends as needed. Mainly just commercial, repeat customer base. So it sounds like it's a little bit on autopilot a little bit, right? Not really. Um, there's growth opportunity for both residential and automotive. Probably a few big customers, I would imagine, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, state return. And if you think about it, if you're billing out $172,000, um, essentially half of that is profit. Right. Right. So it tells me the hardware they're providing, they have a wonderful markup on it, yeah. and they're charging good labor right as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Right. And I'm also guessing that in that sales revenue, any sort of advertising that they do have is also included in there. So I'm going to think it, I mean, from all accounts, from my perspective, it seems like a Pretty profitable one man operation, pretty easy going as well. Like you're not gonna be breaking your back.
1: Right. Well, and that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. So I, I so the question I want to ask you on this okay. is um for a hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars of revenue with eighty-five thousand dollars of profit, mm-hmm. okay, of cash flow with a van, all that other stuff, like It seems actually a very reasonable price. It's a reasonable price.
1: You're absolutely correct. Because I've bought and sold probably 20 locksmith things. Stores, vans, equipment, you know, whatever. But you always got to realize when you take something over and people don't like you, the way you're doing business, everybody does business differently.
0: Yes. Okay, which brings me to a spot I've been kind of holding close. One other little part of the listing, which is support and training. Two weeks training to facilitate transfer. Yeah, two weeks isn't enough. It's not enough, is it? If
1: you're out of the blue. I have guys been with me three months that still can't do some of the stuff. I expect them to have done. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd say... Five months, six months minimum.
0: Yeah. So. And I think here lies the big issue with trying to sell a locksmithing business, mm-hmm. which is in like a, uh, like a one person operation. Right. Seems like a really nice little business. Yeah. I mean, bringing in 85000 in cash flow, mm-hmm. um, working eight to five Monday through Friday. Right. Um, it sounds kind of nice. Right, and when you really think about it, if you're getting seventy thousand dollars worth of inventory and equipment, okay, if that if that is true, and you would value and you look at it, it's like yeah, you know, there's some good stuff here, good van, right, you're really getting the business almost for free. Absolutely, right, right. I think the hard part is if there's no one who knows how to do that work, it's hard to sell it to somebody. Right,
1: period. Because let's face it, every day you go out. If you've been doing it it's you know re-keys you know door closures, yeah know, panic bars well but you're not going to run into that every two weeks you're going to run into other stuff yes and if they don't know how to do it you know
0: two weeks isn't enough
1: at all in my opinion
0: agreed unless um, they
1: have experience
0: locked up yeah. taking it over and i'm sure all of the different stuff is negotiable Oh, absolutely! But I I don't know. So I guess I would say, is this if this was in if this was within two hours of where you are? Are you a buyer here? Yeah, I'd probably buy it for that. Cash flow is eighty five. Asking price is eighty nine. Yeah, and you get all the equipment and the van. Right. My big my that would be an excellent deal. Yeah. So my question is: is why is this even still for sale? Right. Right, I agree. But two weeks isn't long enough. Yes. So I think uh, um, a few things. One, let's cut both of those in half. Okay. Let's pretend the um, fixtures are only worth uh, 20 Mm -hmm. instead of 40. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but like, so I've recently a couple of years ago bought some equipment, about $90,000 worth of equipment. In my head, because so I wrote, was 90, because 000. I wrote a check for ninety thousand. Right. Right. In my head, when I walk by that equipment, I'm like, "That's ninety thousand dollars right there." Yeah. But, but the sad reality is that if I were to sell that equipment today, it's probably worth forty five. Yeah, you got a third. And I'm probably even still being a little high on that, yeah. right? But that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And so let's pretend we cut that in half, 20 grand for the equipment, right? Let's say the inventory is only worth 10, not 30, okay? You still have $30,000 and a van that's able to get out on the road plus that cash flow. And for me, it's like, okay, if I sit down and we talk with this owner, um, are they willing to, how long are they willing to stick around for? Are they wanting to just retire or is it something that um, I could hire someone, have them train them? for the next year and you know, give them a small salary. Right, right. I, th- I think the possibilities are endless, but I think this business, is, they're not asking a lot. to no. Again, it depends on the vehicle. Yeah. Because I bought vehicles and then I turn around and- Well, think about this though. If it's $40,000 for all of the equipment, right? And you think about commercial locksmithing equipment. There's not gonna be a ton of uh, expensive equipment there. I mean, um You're gonna have a $1,200, some type of code machine. Some type of code machine, probably maybe a, punch, a bunch, or two, a yep. couple of pinning kits and right. tools. It's not that. I mean, uh, even if they were doing Medeco or something that is one of the a specialized key machine. The van, my guess, is a large majority of that fixture cost. Yeah. Right. Now, the one thing I wanna bring up and we'll wrap it up here, which is the one thing that always gets me when I look at listings of a one-person operation like this is that who's doing the books? Mm-hmm. My guess it's a, it's a spouse, right? Uh, a sister, a relative, um, you know, the day-to-day, monthly bookkeeping, right. and so it's like, what's the cost to replace that, right? So I'm going to assume they do that themselves, or they have their their significant other or you know right. family member. And so, you know, I'm probably going to earmark $400 a month to have a third-party bookkeeping service. But still, you know, add that up. Let's call it an even $5,000. Um, that still doesn't really change my thought. Right. right? And then think about this. There's r- room for growth with residential, room for growth with automotive. There's a lot more oh, money to be made here.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's a lot. If you
0: want to learn it and yes. go forward.
1: Residential isn't that tough. That's... Yep. You know, because commercial, you know, is basically up, upper, you know, than a residential. So, yep. Different, different stuff. So, yep. it would be good to add
0: those things. Absolutely. Well, so there you have it. So, you're a buyer here, yeah, right? I am. You're a buyer. Yep. Very good. Yeah. So am I. I mean, I think it's a great listing, honestly. Yeah. But as I say, you got to see it. and Yeah. See- I mean,. Going off the information we know, right, right, excellent. And I think the, the tips are if you're looking at maybe selling your locksmithing business or considering it, when you're doing your listings and you're getting them put out there, listing some of the the you know your vehicle, your large um, assets that right. the company has, it's good to really list list those out because not only does a year make and model matter, but so does the miles. Absolutely, right. So listing that on there um, could be helpful.
1: Oh, yeah, because they got to make some determination before they call you. Yep. You know, is it a good deal or not? Absolutely. And, you know, you can have, you know, six 1,200 machines, because that's what mostly we use in the vans. Yep. Okay, so six, they're old. How how much is
0: a new one? Not 28, yeah, those are called 3,000, yeah.
1: Okay, so those are probably worth maybe... 800 to
0: 1000 a piece. Yeah, I mean for me, I mean as you know I'm not hip on old HPC machines right. because they're just unreliable. Well, mine yeah. aren't,
1: but yeah, I understand.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but um okay. Well, hey there you have it. Um, our first dev ever locksmith business for sale. I think I need a
1: paper to write down what you were saying so I didn't misunderstand it. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, and I you know, I, I can do a little better job communicating it. So okay. how about the next one? I'll uh, try to up my game a little bit with- And I'll try to up mine. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff, everybody. Well, hey, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you found some uh, uh, entertainment value at minimum. Oh, PJ, and I'm good for that. But um, anyways, we'd love to know um, your thoughts and comments in the comments below. And um, thanks for watching or listening. We'll see you next time.